Hi folks, uh, here are your content warnings for this one. We have ADHD, perimenopause, exercise, diabetes, pre-diabetes, uh, the pandemic, mental health, insurance, which is a triggering thing for people in the US, uh, disability, and the big C, cancer. Normally, this is where I would put in a warning about animals, but since I'm not home, that's the echo. I'm in a hotel room. Uh, there are no animals that would interrupt, although normally there would be a dog and cats and maybe even chickens, because that's just how we roll around here. And finally, we swear frequently at the cat, um, but... Also, uh, you know, that's sort of a, a thing I tell all the guests. Hey, you're allowed to swear, and some do and some don't. Uh, so, you know, just go in warned that we like to use spicy language. Uh, anyway, hi, folks. Welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode 290. As I said, I am in a hotel room. Uh, since we last chatted, I have been to Indianapolis for Dorsai Thing. I am now in Orlando for a work conference, an engineering all hands. It's really cool. Lots of people I'm finally meeting for the first time in person and a bunch who I haven't seen in person since the last one we did, which was in 2019. It's kind of wicked cool. Uh, I presented earlier today. That has that's been the weird thing about this. It's been a lot of, you know, good conversations, good technical back and forth, and then everything else has been focused on the presentation I gave like an hour ago, right? So I'm actually kind of in post-presentation decompression mode. Uh, I still have a little bit of that energy going on, but dude, just dude, it was amazing. It was a really good... Uh, really good reception from the audience. And uh, the funny thing is I only tuned what the rest of my team wrote. I was just the face of the team. It was really good. Um, and I may, I may have to start, you know, working with more co-authors on presentations because I really kind of enjoy standing up in front of people and talking about things I'm actually knowledgeable about. Hey, there's a thing. Um, Ursula's at home. She has deadlines. She didn't come with me, um, although she was free to had she chose. Uh, otherwise, yeah, that's um, pretty much everything that's been going on. Um, yeah, I caught up on all sorts of things. Lots of pre-planning uh, this past weekend at Dorsai Thing for MAGFest. You know, it's it's been really productive. I'm going to sleep like a brick when I get home. Uh, probably for like a day and a half. I don't even know anymore. Anyway, let's talk about our interview this week. Uh, so this week I have uh, Sarah Nash who reached out to me on, I think it's a letter show and then on Twitter to like confirm all the things. Um, she is an archivist and a mom and it was uh, a really, it's, it's a really good talk and I will have that for you right after this.
Hi, folks. I am here today with Sarah, who is a longtime listener. And we just had a nice chat and we're showing off our different fanish things at each other, like, you know, our little stuffed, uh, our, our stuffed plague doctors and things, because that's what we do. Um, and Sarah's here to tell us, uh, talk to us, not so much tell us, uh, about how she stays productive. So Sarah, can you do a significantly better job of introducing yourself than I just did? I will try. Okay. Um- Sorry, I am Sarah Nash, and mm-hmm. I have ADHD, which is why I accidentally just interrupted you. <laughs> My ADHD explains an awful lot about me, but no, mm-hmm. it is not the important thing. Right. Um, professionally, I'm an archivist. Ooh. Outside of work, I'm a mom to a young adult and a wife of sorts, <laughs> and lots of things going on. Yeah. All right. And we'll get into all of those things, I'm sure, as, as we progress, right? Sure. Uh, all right. So the, the, the $5.99 question, because <laughs> we know there's no million-dollar questions here, and that's about all I can afford uh, this yeah. month, um, is uh, how do you keep it all organized and stay productive? With great difficulty, but much persistence. Much persistence. Okay. Care to elaborate? I, am, I, <laughs> do that. I just had to scroll down on my notes because my brain went blue screen. I hear uh, you on that one, yeah. The, the ADHD, why it's relevant is because I lose time all over the place without meaning to. Oh. And I lean on the structures of routines and habits. They keep me on track. Uh-huh. They work most of the time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the wheels fall off and I have to start over. Yeah. 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 Every day is a new day and I'm okay with that. It took me a long time to be okay with that because I felt like I was failing every time the wheels fell off. No, it's just how things are. Yep. Like Ursula, I wasn't diagnosed until recently, like middle age. I was 46. So that was a few years back, but medication's been helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, not on it now because insurance and they wanted me on a different one and it didn't work as well. So I found some different things that are helping me and I'm experimenting to see if I need to go back on the meds or not. Yeah. Probably yes, but for now, <laughs> I've found that breath work has helped a lot. So it's pretty prominent in parts of my routine because it's a tool for self-management. Yeah. And we could take probably 20 minutes by itself to collectively rant about the pay-for-insurance system of the United States and how they seem to think they know better than your doctors when it comes to what medicines you should use. And, you know, you should you should do this one because it costs us less money mm. and it's supposed to have the same effects, but that's not what my doctor put me on. But no. So, yeah. Yes. Apply that to glucose sensors, and yeah. Oh, I know that one too. Yeah, they they finally they finally started paying um, for my uh, uh, my Dexcom G six. Good. Um, and then about a year later, Dexcom announced the G seven, and I'm like, ah. (laughs) I just got switched to the G six. Oh, second one, and I'm 
there are many things I love, but man, it reads weird compared to the freestyle. Um, I find it varies on placement and, um, it varies by placement and calibration. Sometimes just sitting there and doing the calibration, like every couple hours to get it sort of in balance. And then, you know, uh, I got a lot of sensors that would start to like basically fail, uh, 24 hours before expiration. Mm. So it would be screaming at me that my blood sugar was at my, my glucose was at 50 yeah. and I'm like, it's not 50. And then, you know, uh, I'd be like, Oh, it expires in 12 hours. Mm. So it didn't actually expire in 12 hours. It's already expired and giving me re- weird reading. Yeah, no, um, <laughs> there's, there's some variation in that. Um, yeah. but I do like the fact that I just look at my phone and it tells me, or, you know, in the case of my watch, instead of mm-hmm. having to stop and scan and think yeah. about it. Yeah, that part yeah. I love very much. Yeah. Um, just the, the average 40-point reading difference between the first sensor, which matched how I was feeling, and the second one. Mm-hmm. A little, uh, because I'm pre-diabetic, I don't have the finger stick equipment anymore. Oh, um, right. I had gestational diabetes way back, which is right. right diabetes is not a surprise so i'm gonna have to get set up with that equipment so that i can calibrate um you know you can actually get what's the one i keep as a backup where's my bag my bag (laughs) it's in the other room but i i found a uh like the latest version of the like a new there's a new the newest version of the contour i think it was contour does bluetooth to an app and it's really comparatively inexpensive and the strips aren't very expensive. And since Mm -hmm. I'm not using three a day, you know, I have no problems paying out of pocket for it, for for the calibrations and things. And again, since it all goes into my phone, I don't have to worry about losing it or forgetting it or. Yeah. The the technology has come so far in the last two years. Yeah. That's, it makes a big, big difference. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and years ago it was just finger stick after finger stick after finger stick. Oh, I know. And then, yeah, and even then it was like, yes, finger stick after finger stick. And the insurance company, even though the things were dirt cheap, were like, yes, you get one yeah. refill for twenty five a month, so or for a hundred a month. So, you know, uh, uh, ration them because a month is thirty days long, and you really don't need. A hundred and, you know, you don't need to do it twice a day, every day now, do you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So You want me to manage my glucose? Yeah, I do need to check it after every time I eat. Thank you very much. But, but that costs money. Yeah. <laughs> let me, let me add, go back up here real quick and add to the content warning sections, insurance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh Getting us both back on track, right? So uh, you have the G6, you're tracking your diabetes, you're learning to do breath work in order because you can't... Uh, Because of the ADHD meds. Because of the ADHD meds that the insurance is refusing to pay for that don't work very well. Yeah. Right. Uh, And I incidentally found that the breath work had a good effect on my glucose too. I mean, certainly doesn't fix it, but it helps. No, 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 no. You know, everything that helps a little bit is a, a good thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
And I wonder, uh, I, I do know that stress impacts your blood cl- glucose level. Sure. And so, yeah. And your high, bro- and high blood pressure as well, yeah. you know, so. I don't have that yet, but I certainly have the genetics for it. Yeah, it's no fun. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have so many vascular risk factors, it's not fun. <laughs> Every time I run into it, it's like, that one too? Really? Yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, all right, so breathwork, glucose, keeping uh, ADHD. All right, so all that rolls back to um, structure of routines and habits that, uh, that you have to rebuild every so often because, as we know, with ADHD, things will just stop working one day because they the just don't. wore work. off. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so and, what is, what's the current set look like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no one system has been a good fit yet. Um, right. There's, there's been no miraculous one. And as we said, it may have been a, maybe ADHD related that I haven't been able to go all in on any one thing. I look at it and go, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope, nope, nope. Um, but I found parts that work well. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I'm a magpie in this. Somebody, I, unfortunately, I don't remember who on an episode I listened to recently, it's a couple back, uh, mentioned right. Fly Lady. Oh, yeah. Fly Lady yeah. came up. Um, I found her stuff about 20 years ago and bits and pieces stuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some of the, the basics, like the nightly routine, um, that's really important. The shiny sink, eh, the dishes get done daily. Right, right. I, I don't quite get to the shiny sink because either not everything fits in the dishwasher or somebody's already put another dish in and and i have to i have to call a stop at some point and move on to the next thing yeah i i find that if i can get shiny sink once a day even if it only lasts for about 45 seconds that's good (laughs) enough yeah right it's a goal and i I keep it in the back of my mind but yeah I like the look and I, for me, it does work as one of those things like, yeah, that looks really good. That's a mm-hmm. step in the right direction. I think it was from fly lady, something about starting where you are. Yes. I internalized that as an absolution of my guilt over not being able to keep a neat and tidy house. Um, because if I could start where I was, then I was, no longer failing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing something and doing something is not failing. No. I, I've um, have created my own personal corollary for it mm-hmm. within the last decade. I've given myself permission to half-ass things because I figure cleaner is better than not clean. And often if I start something giving myself permission to do an okay job i'll end up doing a better job and doing it more thoroughly than i thought i would have originally it's a trick for overcoming the inertia yeah Yeah. things look too big to tackle but i can clean that one little thing yeah oh yeah Um, or i may not it's also good for i don't have time to get involved in cleaning that whole thing but sure i can wipe down that surface Right. I see that thing. I see that dirt. I can get rid of it. Oh yeah. That's yeah, been yeah. freeing. 
Um, cool. Uh, all right, so we've got... Uh, uh, that's one of them. That's <laughs> one of them, yep. The other one uh, has... I think I heard about it on your show. Uh, mm -hmm. The book Work Clean by Dan Charnas. Uh, I... Th oh, my God. I think so, but yeah. I, I've been listening to the back catalog, but I've been chipping away at the back catalog over the last couple of years. <laughs> so I dug up the book mm -hmm. a few years ago now. And it gave me a lot to think about. Um, and while I'm not applying the system within the book, the ideas of efficiency and preparation being thoughtful mm -hmm. about my approach. Yeah. Um, mise en place. I need to go back and reread the book. It's been long enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I do try to be thoughtful and think about what I'm doing. Like in the morning, I'm trying not to run across the kitchen a million times. Get all the things out of the same cabinet. If I'm going over one thing, and I, mm -hmm. I know I need the peanut butter and I need the chia seeds. I don't need them at the same time, but I'm going over there. I am getting them both out. Yes, yes. Things like that. And I try and apply it at work too, similarly, and thinking ahead about what I'm going to be doing with my time and how do I need to prepare for it and yeah, it is time for me to revisit that book, but it's the ideas have sort of percolated into my mm -hmm. subconscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And number three. Well, and that actually that that's it for systems ish. Oh. Is that uh, number four? <laughs> yeah. But tools. I have tools then. Tools, all right. Yes. Tell me of tools. Tools are fun. I can fall into tools and spend all day on them. You know? Yeah, my mine aren't anything fun, but they they're the ones that have worked and continued to work. That of a, a very bare bones habit tracker on my phone. It keeps me accountable for things like the litter boxes. There are three cats in this house. I like to scoop them daily. And right. At least if I look at it, I can see if I've been doing it daily. Uh, contact lens changes, little things like that. Mm -hmm. that I, that are so easy. It's easy for them to slip my mind. I'm like, when did I last get out a new pair of contacts? Um, my Duolingo habit, I have a long streak going and would like to keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> sleep, because sleep is a priority and I'm trying by tracking the habit, I can not, not fool myself about how well I'm doing with it. Yeah. Because the brain will overwrite and say, yeah, you're, you're doing fine. I can look at that and go, no, no, <laughs> I need to be better about it. Oh, yeah. Believe me, I, I know. And the, 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 the fact that I have a ring that tracks, you know, sleep and activity helps so that I can be like, yeah, I must be doing great. And then look at it and it's like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been an avid, avid Fitbit user since mm -hmm. 2014, I live a fairly physically active life. I was, um, well, until the pandemic hit, I was mm -hmm. a fencer. Um, oh. I'd still like to go back to it. I miss it terribly. Um, but the club no longer requires masks. And oh, no. Yeah, no. All of the aerosols and exercise, even mm -hmm. more masking, I'm not sure is sufficient in that case. And I would probably accidentally break the seal. So, no. Yeah. Hopefully it will be there for me later. 
So activity tracking has been mm-hmm. and movement mm, exercises. It's good for my mental health. It's good for, I think it helps some with the ADHD. I'm not sure, but it feels like it does. Mm-hmm. So exercise is a high priority too. And it appears in my daily schedule several times. <laughs> right, right. And the Fitbit makes sure I'm not lying to myself. Because I will. Yeah. Unintentionally, of course, but yeah. Um Google Calendar, like so many people, and for the usual reasons. Um, just so I don't miss appointments. Yeah. Um that's how I found out the wheels fall off is I miss appointments that I know about and have on my calendar and I still manage to miss them. Doesn't happen often anymore. I also use it to track my workout details again for accountability. Mm-hmm. So I can't say, Oh yes, I've been doing so many minutes of cardio a week. No, I really haven't. Yeah. Uh, at work, I have to use outlook. I hate it. But <laughs> <laughs> I I think it was just absorbed into the Google system and that's all right. Yeah. I use I, it because I have to. It's fine. I I have a love-hate relationship with Outlook. Like I love what it's capable of. I love how it is that single unified interface to or it used to be anyway, everything. Yeah. Um and I hate that it's so tied deeply in with specifically Microsoft. Mm -hmm. Um, And then more recently, I hate that they've started to do things like, well, instead of having to do be integrated, at least on Mac, it now redirects you to the Microsoft to do website, even if you have the app installed and I want my notes. And so instead of having notes right there, it redirects you to OneNotes website. And I'm like, you're kind of defeating the purpose of what outlook was but whatever you know i guess i'll i'll i don't use it anymore every so often i go back to see if it's and it's not and i'm just like well all right then yeah you know um so outlook now that we've bitched about that (laughs) (laughs) um, now my favorite digital tool is mm-hmm. Asana. Is I which? Asana. I, oh. I tried Trello. It didn't click. But Asana did. Yeah. And I found it at just the right time for me, too. Mm-hmm. At work, I was starting a large project where I was working with four collections over a period of a year, a little more than a year. And I needed to keep track of all of the moving parts for the four different collections. So I had a board for each collection and it was a great way for me just to handle all of the little things. Nothing, nothing went missing intellectually speaking. Yes. Yes. Which is, which is so very important. Yeah. Um, It's easy enough to keep the physical parts in place, but to mm -hmm. make sure all of the little details are where they should be. Yeah. At this point, I'm only working with one collection at a time. So the priorities list on the Asana homepage is good enough for me. I mean, it's just a glorified to-do list. But I have the other tools there for when I should need them. Yes. Now, side question. Do you specialize? 
in in what collections you deal with, or is it just or are you more of a generalist? I am a generalist. It depends on what I I am. Regrettably, a project it's a grant funded position. So ah, okay. The projects they've got funding for, I'll work on. I've been at my employer for about three years now. They've managed to stack project upon project, and they keep trying to do this. So, uh, you know, I've had I have great benefits. You know, yes. They they treat their grant funded positions well. So I would like to stay there. The pay oh, is no. up, but the benefits are great. Um, and the environment is wonderful. It's the lowest stress job I've ever had. <laughs> that is saying a lot. Right. So I've worked on an accident. The way the grants have worked out, I've worked on a lot of club and society collections. Um, like okay. humane society, not, um, women's society, Women's Pennsylvania Society for the Protection uh, Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Societies like that. Um, Republican Women of Pennsylvania, Colonial Dames of America, Philadelphia chapter. Currently, I'm working on the Netherlands Society, Malta Boat Club. A lot of business stuff. Yeah. It, it's from the names, it sounds like it might be boring, but when you get digging through the papers especially when you hit the correspondence. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's really interesting. The, the human narratives pop up, and there, there's always stories. And people, it's now that I've done a bunch of clubby type things, I see human behavior does not change. People are <laughs> power hungry and silly. And, oh, yeah. And just weird and yeah and they pull the 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 most inane stuff and mm -hmm. it doesn't matter who they are they just do the same thing <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, i mean uh i'm sure i haven't actually asked her about this but lynn thomas who was i guess the lead curator of the science fiction collection of of archives and you know manuscripts and things like that um mm -hmm. at her previous job i think that's what she was doing um i'm sure she could tell all kinds of stories about okay. yeah no these these they're just people and you yeah. go through the correspondence of you know who you think is this great author and no they're just people they're, they're you know yeah. yeah um i've had i did a family collection with a lot of correspondence from the 1800s. That was fun. Like, especially the little bits of it that were personal. There was a lot of legal stuff, but the personal correspondence was fun. And another family collection, it covered a couple generations in the 20th century, and they kept writing to each other even after long distance phone calls could be a thing. Mm -hmm. Like, they were write, still writing letters in the 1970s. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah and no. into the 80s. It was just kind of how they did it. And I love it because they left these traces behind. Had they conducted everything over the phone, we'd have nothing from them. No. Mm -mm. And uh, interesting question. How does now, how does the phasing out of phones and the 
I guess, the growth of things like social media and email and electronic communications. Like, I know I have a lot, a giant email archive, and I don't, you know, I might have cleaned out a particular account, but I have backups and, and whatever going, you know, like, I was looking through um, one of them and, oh, look, here's the emails Ursula and I were sending back and forth around the time we started dating. Yeah. You know, um, how is, is that going to change? I mean, is there a significant uptick in correspondence with these sorts of things? And is it being recorded and archived in the same ways? Some places, mm -hmm. some, some places are figuring out how to do born digital they they've got archives with that right right um, and at my work we're we have some not much there was an issue an initiative to collect pandemic diaries mm -hmm. um, and they included digital um, yeah digital collecting isn't a big thing for us yet although we are collecting current material right uh, usually things that get donated to us are physical um but we do a lot of a lot of a lot of what we well no not a lot of what we have some of what we have is getting digitized we have way so way too much stuff for it all to ever be digitized oh yeah but, but the idea is to digitize as much as of the the things that researchers really want to look at as much of that as possible um it is a conundrum um, how to handle born digital records, how to organize them. I don't have any expertise in the area. But even just thinking about it, I worry about how do we save this stuff in a way that mm -hmm. is going to last? I mean, you know, how many different media forms have we discarded in the last 30 or 40 years? I started working for Kmart in the 1980s, and we had a mainframe computer with nine and a half inch floppy disks oh yeah yeah they were the big ass ones and and the disks got smaller and smaller and there were zip drives that came and went and oh yeah, yeah you know all of these things that but so you know and file formats it makes me wonder you know oh yeah no i mean as someone who was literally having to push play and record at the same time as typing save on his computer in order to you know, uh, make a make a copy of the program I had just uh -huh. spent hours typing in, so I didn't have to retype it again later. Yeah, no, I get it. I did that I on my Timex Sinclair One Thousand, my first computer. <laughs> yeah, um, I had I had that one. We had a TRS eighty. We never had an Apple, which yeah, was we interesting. Didn't either. Yeah, um, I went from the the Timex to an off brand. Uh, 8086, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it was a knockoff. Um, I I'm gonna, I was, you know, a young teenager that I wanted computers so bad. <laughs> I spent oh, yeah. All the time, you know, looking through the computer magazines, drooling over them. No money for it. That's... Oh, that's it was... It was helpful that dad worked for Data General. 
Oh yeah. So first there was, you know, the TRS-80 that he had that he built himself in the 70s. Well, we bought the basics and then he kind of built all the add-ons rather than buying from from Radio Shack. And then um one day he brought home a basically an underdesk mini that ran MS-DOS as a as a subprocess with so you're not MS-DOS um GW basic. Um, but not, yeah. And then eventually he got a PC because it made more sense. It took up less space. And I guess maybe data general wanted their mini back and he didn't need to. Yeah. Um, so I, I followed a similar thing. It was just one of those, oh yes, if I want to run the thing from my friends, I, I literally have to come up and run a whole other thing instead of it going directly into it, which was how it worked for, for a while. Um, but yeah, no, it's been, uh, those of us who grew up with all of that, um, and, uh, you know, I, I still have all the discs and maybe the tapes, but mostly the discs and the TRS-80 itself in my attic. I don't know if they run. I don't know how viable they are, but is that something that's going to follow and be preserved in the future? I don't know. Yeah, like, I there's history being lost just because we don't think yes. about it. Yeah, there is. My husband has his Atari computers from that mm-hmm. era. In fact, we just moved them to the storage unit. We just got a storage <laughs> unit. Right. Tiny house. Everything's like a sliding tile game. Um, so we figured if we could put something in storage, oh, yeah. then we'd have room to work on cleaning out the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, so he still got all those and the documentation and even the boxes. Oh, wow. He's ahead yeah. of me. Yeah. Cause I, and, and about the emails, it's like, I, for myself, I'm going to actually go back and print out the ones that mean something to me and file them. I, mm-hmm. I've, or I've become the family historian. So I've organized. Ah, yes. Sides of the family. I've got stuff back into the 1800s for both sides of my parents' families. Um, so I'd like to continue at least keeping something, you know, Yeah, yeah, yeah. since documentation is eh, mostly digital these days, I can at least print the emails that, mm-hmm. that they round things out a little more than just the vital statistics. Yeah. And then, least, yeah. Yeah. Um, in, in, is it the library of Congress? I think one of the, the national libraries, um, records, audio to wax cylinders and stores it in the basement or in an underground vault because the cylinders have a longer lasting than a CD or a vinyl record or whatever. And it's, you know, uh, and it's interesting to think that whenever Miley Cyrus releases a new single and it's sent off to the the Library of Congress or whatever. It's recorded to a monochrome wax tube and stored. Wow, that is wild. I did not know that. Yes. That's really cool. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, it just goes back again to trying to figure out what media is going to last. Yes. Paper, if it's acid-free paper, it's pretty durable. Uh, but paper, even from the 1960s, is deteriorating badly if it was acidic. Yeah. Yeah. And so much is because it's, you know, that much less expensive to produce, but yeah. Yeah. 
the, the newspapers from before the Civil War era are still in beautiful shape because the paper wasn't acidic. Yes. Yeah. And I was stunned when I learned that. And and, and the guy who showed me, like, actually showed me, I'm like, oh, wow. And then once they changed the way they made paper. Oh, yeah, yeah. Although I did find some newspapers in my attic um, mm-hmm. that seem to have survived really well the past... 20 some years. So we'll see, you know, like the newspaper clipping from the day my grandfather died, which was only Mm -hmm. a couple months after my oldest son was born or, you know, the newspaper from the day my sons were born, Mm -hmm. you know, that sort of thing. So yeah, it's almost like at least this newspaper, those newspapers were thinking people will archive this and keep it. And at the time that was also before Mm -hmm. they were bought out by a big multi national yeah. conglomerate blah 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 so that's yeah. fascinating uh okay we have gone far afield yes we have uh so we were talking about yes you use asana oh, yes for collections yes and and keeping track because it works which i think it is important does. it works beautifully and it, mm-hmm. it was intuitive yeah i have a board set up for home but I'm not using it currently because I'm trying to stay off the computer at night because of internet rabbit holes. That's fair. Yeah. And I have no willpower at night about those things. So no, I, I've, I've used through my, my daily allowance of willpower at that point. Uh, there was actually a study that said the ability to focus is a limited resource and you have to stop and recharge it. And people with ADHD, you know, obviously that, Sometimes when it's gone for the day, it's gone for the day. It is really gone when it is gone. Yes. Yeah. Um, Whereas I can take time off, I can have dinner, I can do whatever, and then go back and focus on something again that I wasn't able, you know. um, But I know when when that limit's reached at at what time of day, and then it's like, okay, I need to stop now because I'm not actually doing things. Yeah. I've learned certain evenings I can feel the focus is gone. Do not pick up the knitting. I will make mistakes and I will regret it. (laughs) Yes. Most of my knitting happens on the train now. So (laughs) (laughs) the only analog tool that I use is a bullet journal, but that's a very qualified use of the words bullet journal. It is merely a glorified analog to-do list. I use the the dots and the arrows and the check marks and that's about it. And I don't even set up month pages anymore, although they can be really nice if I've got a busy month. Mm-hmm. But since pandemic, that's not so much the case. Yeah. And, and that's, I want to say using a bullet journal in its purest possible form, you know, uh, which I, I appreciate. I, I appreciate like going back to the actual, like here is the pure form of a bullet journal. This is your list. These are the dots and the marks you use. Okay, great. Move forward. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I like having it in a book where I can make other notes as needed. I mm-hmm. have these things going back to like 2012. So I, I made a note the day there was that earthquake around Washington, DC. <laughs> We felt it here, and I saw the sidewalk move up and down in ways yeah. that it's not supposed to move, and that scared me. Yeah, uh, people just north of us, just north and east of us, felt it. We didn't. 
but that I had people, weird. yeah, people in Raleigh going, uh, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I didn't, nothing, nothing happened out here by us. And they're like, uh, and it was, uh, you know, yeah. a, a, an incredibly rare earthquake in DC. And we're like, okay, yes. Yeah. And that was really strange. Cause I mean, I'm in Philadelphia, DC's a, a distance away and I was yeah. watching the sidewalk oscillate and mm -hmm. like, that is not supposed to happen. Yeah. And there was another earthquake in Ontario that we felt here. It felt like a single jolt. It like moved my chair a couple inches to the side. I was sitting at my desk with my feet on the the bottom of the chair, not on the floor. Like, what just happened? Yeah. Very strange. Just a reminder that the the earth is a, a living, growing, moving thing. <laughs> yeah, it's not a dead piece of rock. Nope. <laughs> What was it uh, George Carlin says that, you know, the earth could shake us off like a bad case of fleas if it really wanted to. So, yeah. yeah. Yes, I think it can. <laughs> um, all right. Bullet journals back to 2012. Yes. Yeah. Um, I do sometimes miss days, sometimes weeks. Mm -hmm. I, I always go back. Always. Gaps are no, you know, gaps happen. Yeah. And that's all about starting where you are. Exactly. Just pick myself up, dust myself off, and go. Mm -hmm. Keep going. Yeah, and that's actually that's why I really like undated at this point. I, you know, um, any sort of undated planner or whatever. Because if I get a dated one and then there's that empty page that I didn't do, I feel bad. But if I can just be like, well, okay, uh, we'll just read, you know, all these that I maybe, you know, well, I'll just write dates in pencil and that way I can go back and erase and use those same pages and I haven't lost, you know, you know, I don't feel like I've wasted money on a journal that's, yeah. 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 Um, cool. So that's it for tools and systems right. and habits. And habits and all of that stuff. So, uh, and I think... I mean, we started down the what does a typical day look like, um, but let's let's make that a little more more directly. What does a typical day look like? Packed, very very packed. Yes, it's driven by routine and necessity. Mm -hmm. I wake up at like five forty in the morning. I do twenty minutes of breath work. It's I've only been doing this since January, but it makes me feel good. It makes getting up easier. So I've stuck with it so far so get up make coffee feed the cats eat breakfast pack my lunch and then if i've done everything quickly enough <laughs> if the day is going well right. I 15 minutes on the elliptical this is not because i like to exercise in the morning i hate it it's because it keeps breakfast breakfast from spiking my blood sugar i'm not on ah, any medication at this right. point i barely hit the pre-diabetic threshold but I know my genetics and I want to do not want to get there right. anytime faster than is going to happen anyhow. So, Oh yeah, no, no. So, yeah. So I don't mess around with it mm -hmm. and shower, head out to the train station while I'm waiting for my train and check my email. This way I'm not getting sucked in on the computer at home. Right. Right. And on the train, I'll do a lesson or two of Duolingo. I've been, working my way slowly through their French tree for years and <laughs> sticking. I love it. I love languages. I'm not fluent in anything other than English. I'd love to be, but mm -hmm. Duolingo lets me feel like I'm getting somewhere. Right. And I knit because I love to knit and I can't seem to find time to do it at home. So I do it on the train. 
Yeah. If I ever take up writing again, I realize that on the train is the only place it's going to happen. So I may have to give up knitting for the writing. <laughs> I wrote my master's thesis on the train. Oh, well, all right then. Yeah. A lot of practice then, yeah. No distractions. No. Well, yeah. I mean, generally speaking, but yeah. <laughs> worked well but that train yeah. ride was a little bit longer yeah yeah yeah. oh i mean i i vividly remember it would be like i'm on the e-train at rush hour on a friday headed back to queens when i was living in new york and yeah. uh it was that was the exciting day because that was the day that the one guy who worked the trains as a music as a as a uh, magician yeah. would go tra- car to car and uh and do like a mini magic show and it was like this is one of the joys you only get in new york city uh, on the train, um, and it was certainly uh, much better than a typical day, which was, uh, you know, please help, um, you know, kind of the 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 usual sort of whatever. This guy or the guy who got on and played terrible saxophone, and then <laughs> and then one day said, if I don't get ten dollars, uh, I'm not. I'm going to continue playing, and uh, that may have been the most creative way yeah. to get people to open their wallets up. I expect it works. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but you know, weekdays, yes, it was much easier to focus because there was, it felt like there was less going on. Um, yeah. but, and the train was a great, great place to do books and mm-hmm. audiobooks and things like that. I got, you know, a lot of that done in my early twenties at the time. Yeah. Um, I, I did a lot of reading on the train too, before I picked up knitting again i was reading on the way in and the way yeah. out. i'm now listening to so many audiobooks that i'm getting my fill and i read on the elliptical too yeah I'm big fan i am a big fan of ursula's books they help me stay on the elliptical without noticing that the time is passing it's great. <laughs> so i read them all first and then i listen to them ah <laughs> uh, yes i love them very much um, we're, we're fond of them yeah <laughs> For Ursula, I will even read horror. <laughs> well, then you are in for a treat because House with Good Bones comes out. Uh, yeah. As I'm looking at my calendar, I think it's coming out literally the week this episode is airing. So, oh yeah, no, it's it's I'm I'm excited to be able to talk to people about this one because um, uh, I read it a year ago and haven't been able to talk to anyone about it. <laughs> That's a long wait. That's a yeah, long it, it kind of is. Um, Okay, so you so take then, the train to work, yeah. And and work is 8 till 4.30. Work is much more straightforward than being at home, honestly. Log in, check my email, check my work calendar, and then I dig in. Um, wherever I'm working, wherever I'm at in the project I'm working on is where I pick up. Um, yep. I do try and do undemanding things for a little bit when I get in because my brain doesn't really get into gear until 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I try and go with that. Can't always do it, but I try. Yeah. All right. And then it's time to go home. Yeah, more knitting on the train or scrolling Twitter if I'm really tired. But that's not quite as satisfying as it used to be. Um, nope. But that's okay. I don't need to spend that much time doing scrolling anyway. Who does? But I, I will say this. I've... I keep getting good information from the people I follow on Twitter, things that have been really good mm-hmm. and preserving yeah. my health as much as possible. You know, yes. 
and yeah. helping my family to do the same. So I'm, I'm grateful for it. So I get home, I do another breathing session. It, it functions as a transition to home time, which is really nice. It's relaxing and it makes me feel good physically. And then I have to do a round of physical therapy exercises because, well, joints don't want to operate properly if I don't. Yep. I know how that is, yes. Yeah. So I, I try to be regular about it. Dinner, dishes, <laughs> back on the elliptical again, uh, elliptical again, hopefully for half an hour. It depends. Um, you know, it's easier if I have something good to read. Right. But again, you know, it's timed for after dinner to, to moderate the blood sugar spike. Mm -hmm. um, I'll take a short walk after that if the weather's good, because I really like walking in the evenings. Um, I don't need the more exercise, but I just enjoy that. So if I can yeah. fit it, I do. But yeah, after that, it's like I'm already looking at the stuff for the next day, just getting the clothes out and and making sure I have a mask and doing the lunch prep that I can, cleaning the cat boxes. Yeah. My what I keep aiming for in the evening, it's there's just not enough time in the evening, but I'm trying to make sure that there's a little time for fun. I, <laughs> <laughs> right? I just bought, yeah. myself, I bought myself a guitar. And I found an internet course to learn to play it, and it's based on being consistent, but only about 10 minutes a day, I can manage 10 or 15 minutes, I hope, because yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter if I'm bad at it. I just want to enjoy doing it. That's all. That's all it's got to be. You know, it's it's interesting. We we have sort of like a somewhere between 7.30 and 8, if it's not uh, an evening when I have like a meeting for a con or something like that, um, or, you know, recording evening. Um, we're done and it's just like yes we go upstairs we sit down maybe we'll watch a movie maybe we'll be binge watching something we're playing our respective video games but we're not uh, it's not like uh we have a, a drive to get this that and the other done it's gotten much better i will say since the young men who mm -hmm. used to live here no longer live here and i'm not like did you shower? Did you this? Did you that? You know, when I'm not, you know, being the accountability buddy for um, other people, it's now, you know, um, but even so, you know, by 10 p.m., we're both like, nope, this is time for us just, mm -hmm. even if we're sitting, even if we're not really talking to each other, we, we have this great, we can sit in silence playing our respective games, reading our respective books. Parallel play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's just our time. Yeah, right? you know, it's important. Yeah, it's really important. Yeah. And I, I hear you about that—the the being responsible for other people. Yeah, my son has. Uh, I this is going to be another trigger or content warning. Uh, my yes, apologies. yes. Um, my son has an undiagnosed post-viral illness, which dates way before COVID. Right. So, I've. I, I feel like I must be making dinner for the family every yeah. because he does not have the energy to get some, he'll grab food. It's not like he won't eat, but he won't grab things that will help his body function to the best of its ability because that takes more energy out of him. And by that time of the day, he just doesn't have it. It's still, I mean, that's 
I hate to say it, that's just young young man in general. Get oh, calories. Yes, it is that too. <laughs> plow, plow in calories. Yeah. No. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I since I'm trying to help him maintain <laughs> his capacity where it is, you know, it's, I, I feel obligated to do dinner because if I didn't have to believe, I'd be like, yeah, I'm just going to grab something. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah, we're we're slowly evolving our home. He's he's 22. <clears throat> Pardon me. My husband and I have been together for like 30 years, but we're at the point now where it's an arrangement. We've planned that we're done. Um, you know, yeah. It just, we kind of grew apart. It's fine. But yeah. Both of us are financially better off living together. Oh, no, no, <laughs> so, I can, I can totally dig that. I, I mean, on the other hand, you know, my, yeah. my ex and I, it was much more catastrophic. I am envious of people who are able to make the peaceful transition and not have to have the, the, have a big, like, catastrophic feeling life event yeah. out of it yeah yeah, yeah 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 i mean we're still family so i'm yeah yeah <clears throat> so for the time being we're going to be roommates financially we're in a much better place by doing this oh um, yeah, yeah silly in this economic climate to end up with all of us struggling oh yeah no <laughs> no I, I get it i get so, it yeah <laughs> so we're also redivvying the household responsibilities my husband <laughs> retired about a year ago and he's started to take on some things and it's been really good since I'm yeah. out of the house for 40 hours a week plus commute. So yeah. I, I keep hoping, you know, I can offload a little, some of the errands and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'll have the time. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's something that's nice to get back. I think, you know, um, I guess one of the things when uh, when Ursula and I moved in together and were, you know, it was easier to start to divvy things up um, much more voluntarily than, you know, I mean, obviously the kids were my responsibility because they were mine, but, um, you know, it wasn't like I was having to do everything all of a sudden around the house. Yeah. It makes a big difference. There's many hands yeah. make light work. Yes. Uh, you know, I I regret that I need to be in bed by 9.30 because sleep isn't as easy yeah, as yeah. <laughs> The Fitbit tells me I'm awake for an hour every night, which is a little annoying because if I could just sleep for most of the time I'm in bed. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I no, since, bed really. since I added the, um, the medicine for restless leg, it's just like, yes, a switch gets thrown after a certain amount of time and I'm going to sleep. You know, unlike the, am I going to sleep? Maybe, you know, and it's broken and it's scattered and it's light and it's whatever. And now it's just like, yeah, if when the medicine kicks in and there have been one or two times when it didn't because of I, it's restless, like no one knows, no one knows. Um, but uh, it, uh, uh, when it kicks in, that's it, I'm done, you know. I'm very sorry. I wish I could stay up till two in the end with two a.m. with you, dear. But I have to sleep now. Bye. <laughs> and whoop! It's whatever the time is. You know, six thirty today. I got to sleep late. It was amazing. Um, but you know, six thirty, seven o'clock, when the dog got me up to do the dog morning things, and I guess I'm up now, like it or not. 
Right. You know, yeah. yeah. If my body had its own way, I'd be up until 11 and getting up around eight in the morning. That'd be great. Just not possible right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, the fact that I work exclusively from home and have for, wow, it's almost, uh, 13 years now, 12 years, 13 years. So much time and not having to commute. Yeah. No, it's been wonderful. It's like, oh yes, the commute time, I can now sit and enjoy my coffee. Or I can actually cook dinner at a leisurely pace and not just get in rush to get whatever done, you know, and not having to deal with traffic on the daily is, is in and of itself a, a miracle. So that is nice. My, my drive is only about three miles. So I'm grateful for that. Let the train do the rest. Yes. Yeah. And we had none of that. We have none of that here. So it's all, uh, um, it's all. What's the thing? Yeah, it, it's all highway, and everybody's like, "How can you live so far away from town?" And uh, and I'm like, "Okay, how long? You live five miles from the office. How long does it take you to get here? Well, it takes about forty five minutes. And what are you doing for that forty five minutes? Sitting in traffic. How long does it take you? It takes me about forty five minutes. They're like, but and I'm like, and I spend the first. 20 to 30 of that on open highway. If I time it right, I see sunrise and sunset over the lake every day. And they're all looking at me like, why do I live so close into town? Right. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't do that anymore at all. And I'm so much happier. So, um, yeah. So, uh, and I wish more people could. But I understand with a physical collection to curate, it's really hard. It is. There are parts that I can do from home, however. Yes. Um, And bigger projects. um, November of 2020, Philadelphia sort of shut down again. I mean, no lockdown, but they said that anybody who can work from home must. Yeah. And I was fortunately at a good point in the project I was working on. And I had enough to do from home for the six weeks that I stay mm-hmm. home yeah now you know i'll work a day or day from home here or there um sometimes weather if it's going to be really cruddy out i'll want to work from home because i won't eat inside at my workplace we yeah, yeah. we can i usually walk to a park because then i get in a little walking time and i'm mm-hmm. not across the table from other unmasked people eating <laughs> right um but the, the bad weather is a bit of a problem. We have a portico that the, the place was under construction for a while. So now I have access to a covered portico. I can eat in the rain and usually not get rained on. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to spring or warmer weather. And I fully intend on taking like my work laptop outside and just sitting with the chickens while I'm doing meetings and, you know, doing the things that I do because... You know, it's it's very relaxing out there. Yeah. And, uh, I would and, love you know, to have chickens, but it's not going to happen here. No, no, but... Um, I, have, I have enough room for them, but my mother is definitely afraid of birds, so... Oh, well, that's a problem, yeah. Out of respect for her, and that I would like her to still come to my house. I won't do it. Fair. That's yes. fair. <laughs> you know, I should almost put... Uh, put chickens in as a warning on these episodes but then again <laughs> it's like adhd at this point it happens yeah. in every single episode yeah so yeah so uh, those are my days weekends are just as busy but they're much more variable 
I don't get groceries delivered anymore, but I do curbside pickup. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, it saves me a lot of aggravation. It's, and these days it's less about the pandemic, although it's really nice not to be in a, in a place with so many unmasked people, but uh. it's the time. It saves me a lot of time. So it's worth it. Um, checkbooks, paying the bills, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. The rest of the weekend is pretty unstructured, but there's always a long list of things to get done. Yeah. Yep. So I just prioritize because it's never all getting done. And that's okay. Um, I, the one thing that happens just about every weekend is I make a batch of yogurt in the Instant Pot. The homemade stuff is so much better than the stuff from the grocery store. Oh, I'm sure. I have not tried that yet. Um, it's so easy. Well, I have... I have a cheese making kit as well that I really want to, I need to break out. I just haven't had a chance to, because I do want to try making like my own, um, I guess it would either be a uh, paneer or like a, a mozzarella. I just, yeah, no busy. Yeah. haven't had time. Yep. I so. will say this about the instant pot that if you use ultra pasteurized milk, there's a cold start process that mm -hmm. takes some of the work out of it. Ah, yes. Well, um, I will, I, I know a dairy farmer and so, uh, unprocessed milk is much easier for me to get yes, than, yeah. that, that would be totally worth doing the, the full process. Cause that will taste way better than what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Ooh, instant pot yogurt. All right. So, hey, let's move on to the, not that they aren't all fun, but my favorite questions. Although that's like saying I have a favorite child, right? But uh, <laughs> um, favorite question. Yes. Um, let's talk about advice. What's the best advice you've been given or read or whatever? And the best advice or, you know, or and or in addition to the best advice you would give someone else? Uh, my first fencing coach one time said that time is her most precious resource, and it was a light bulb moment for me. Uh, I realized that it's true for me, too, and I need to treat it that way. So that is what I would tell people. Time is your most precious resource. You know? mm -hmm. And then the corollary, don't put off living because life and health can be regrettably short. Yes. So I'm, I'm learning to play the guitar. I'm not saying someday I'm going to do it. I'm learning to play the guitar. Same with learning French. I'm not waiting until I retire to play around with languages like I would like to. Maybe I'll have more time to do it then, but I'm not waiting. Yeah, no. Um, there are no guarantees. We leave for Hawaii on Thursday. That is so cool. You know, it's like, yeah, we've never been. We, you know, now is, is there, there are reasons and a prime opportunity. So we're going, we're, you know, we're, we're talking about, uh, attending Worldcon in Glasgow next year. It's, you know, I, I don't want to be my parents and say, well, we'll go when I'm retired. We'll go, you know, later. And I admit that, you know, they've been to Germany, which they always wanted to do. They've been, you know, um, traveling to other places, mostly within the U S but, you know, there's so much of the world to see and you're right. There's only so much time and I want to do it while I, part of me says, while I still can. And part of me says, while I'm still able to enjoy it without having accommodations, like there's no way I could have done Tibet at 
75, 80 years old, right? Yes. You know? Yeah. My mom had said for a, at least 15 years, she wanted to go visit. She wanted to go visit out west. She wanted to visit Wounded Knee. Um, oh, yeah. His, history buff. And she really wanted to do this. And I just remember it hit me. It was 2018. And I, I was traveling for a fencing competition. I fenced. Uh, the national competitions in the veteran age groups. I was oh, okay, really yeah. smart and didn't take up the sport until I was in my 40s, which qualified <laughs> me for the veteran age group. So I got to compete at a national level right off the bat. Ah, oh, I see. Yes, yes. <clears throat> so I went to a whole bunch of second tier cities to fence, but I was leaving the airport in one of those second tier cities and it hit me that my mother should not wait to do this. Mm-hmm. I texted her and said, plan it. I will go with you. We will do this road trip. And we did that summer. Yeah. And I'm so glad that we did it. Um, because in the interim, my father was diagnosed with brain cancer. And I was like, you know, we just need to go do this now. No, no waiting. Yeah. Um, All right. Hold on. Let me flip back. Add content warning. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. This is, this is part of what I do. Right. Yeah. And you know, it's it's funny when Ursula's stepfather was diagnosed with brain cancer. Mm-hmm. Aside from the fact it was, uh, what do you mean the man has twenty tumors, and what do you mean they're getting they're actually they're responding to treatment, and you know the brain cancer isn't what what did him in. It was the other cancers, which is mm-hmm. often what happens. Um, yeah, but. You know, uh, at no point did we think he didn't live his life to the fullest, right? right. Because uh, he did things when he was young. He did, you mm-hmm. know, he he had collected um, as my as Taurus um, Taurus Balog, who's been on the show, has said, you know, mm-hmm. collect experiences, not things. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I I myself am taking that to heart, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're, we're planning on spending extra time in New Mexico when we're out for Bubonicon this year. Uh, and part of that is to visit Roswell just because why the hell not? Right. Yeah. Because you're there. Yeah. You know, we've been three times. We've never left Albuquerque. You know, why not? <laughs> yeah, we took this. So my mom and I ended up taking a two and a half week road trip around the U.S. Like, it, the point was to get to Wounded Knee, but. Right, we, right drove out and did a big loop. We figured out all these places we wanted to go. It was a trip of a lifetime. Oh, yeah. I'm so yeah. glad we did it. And I'm hoping that we can do something again similarly because, you know, travel can be safe now if you plan carefully. As, oh, as yeah. yeah. Um, it just takes a little more work to, to figure it out. Oh, yeah. yeah. And admittedly, driving is probably better than flying, but there are some places you can't get to without right. flying. Yeah. Yep. So. But good masks help. Good masks. Uh, yeah. And common and just using your common sense, you know, yeah. been on several airplanes and, mm-hmm. you know, knock on wood right. so far so good. You know? Yeah. Same. I've mass transit every day. Yeah. Knock, knock wood. I have not had the COVID yet. I mean, that I know of. You don't want it. Trust I me. I don't want it. Nope. <laughs> I, and if I get it, I don't want it again. Yep. I mean, I'm just, I'm certain, you know, if I 
end up getting in them, it won't be my fault that I got it. It'll be a thing that happened because I will have done whatever I could to prevent it. And oh yeah, the rest, it happens. I mean, the fact that we were on a cruise this time last year, admittedly, and everybody was good about masking and it was, you know, and all of that. And the COVID incident was, I think three people, right? Yeah, um, for a cruise, that's phenomenal. Yeah, and uh, MAGFest with 18,000 people, I don't know if they've released the official numbers, but it is nowhere near what one would think of when they think of a, of a yeah. So yeah, it is possible. Fun. Yeah, It is. It is. Mm-hmm. And someday, maybe everybody will get on the, uh, the, the, the same page of ventilation and filtration. And, and man, we can really... <laughs> you know, we'll see. Hope so. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, I really want to go down because yeah, that's yeah, no, I, I, um, the listeners at home, uh, I will link in probably the best resource I know of, which is violet blues pandemic roundup, um, which is an amazing resource. Um, she's now got, uh, all the, she's been, using a lot of the information on the how you can build your own air filtration system. Oh, yeah, the Corsi Rosenthal box? Yeah, the, the Corsi, yeah, she's got all kinds of resources that's about great, that. Yeah. yeah, and that's where I found out about the Flow Mask, which is the mask I use almost exclusively now. Yeah, um, uh, I got one. I gave it to my son. I couldn't get a seal on my chin, but I like that one. Oh, yeah. I, I, I had can, an Invo mask. Yeah, I can get, a, I can get a, a seal around the beard because of how the moisture works. But yeah, it's it's really good. Um, yeah, I wanted I so wanted that one to fit because it was so much more comfortable. But oh yeah, it's just not quite wide enough here. Oh well. Um, why are we barking now? Hold on. Ah uh, yes, the the Amazon person is here to kill us all. Ah uh, yes, um, the, the daily Amazon murder. Yes. Um. So while the dog loses her mind, um. That's what dogs are for. Yes, let's uh, let's talk about. Actually, I'm going to ask the question, then I'm going to mute. Um, and that is, um, how do you deal with failure, missing a goal? The sad question. Eh, yeah, I, I have to give myself a little time to feel the feelings because it works better than ignoring them. Then I dust myself off and evaluate the situation. You know, and you know what comes next depends on what happened. Who did I let down? Was it my fault? Do I need to do something to repair it? Can I salvage it in any way? And of course, I have to figure out if I can keep it from happening again. And then I move on. No need to keep beating myself up about it. And and how long, like, it took me a long time to get to that point. It took me a lot of learning to get to that point, right? Was was it also a struggle kind of learning that or, or getting into, I mean, it's its own habit, right? It is. I think I was probably in mid-30s to 40s before it really sunk in. Um, the career changes kind of helped. Um, oh, yeah, I've yeah. Had, I mean, the ADHD, typical, lots of careers. Yeah, that's me. But at the same time, there were a lot of circumstances driving it. Um, but yeah. I, I'm 52 years old and still working in an entry-level job that in some ways feels kind of like a failure, but it's not because I have a job that I enjoy and no stress. Uh, yeah, no. Um, but 
I, one of my job changes felt like a real failure because I, I was a, an apprentice piano tuner technician and it was going okay. I was halfway to getting certified. It was great. Except I was having, I was struggling with some of the repairs and getting even cuts. I honestly, mm-hmm. think I have some dexterity issues that I didn't really know about. Um, and that was certainly a frustration, but my kid was also having health problems and having trouble staying in school because of the health right, problems. Right. So the things all came together and I'm like, yeah, I got to stop this. And I, I had to, had to leave it. Couldn't get back to it. It felt like failure. Mm-hmm. I can't beat myself up about it. So, you know, I just had to move on. I had to say this, this feels bad, but I'm moving on. And that was just the way it was. So I'm moving that, on and I'm not looking back. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's tough. Like I've had, you know, I've had really good jobs that I've really enjoyed and um, through no fault of my own lost. Right. Or, you know, and then I've had really good jobs that I've made a hash of things out of. Right. And it, it took me a while to learn to dissect that and not treat every single one of them as a personal failure, but to look at it and say, all right, is there something I could have done differently? Is there something? Okay, no. Well then, okay, then it's not you, it's them. And yeah. yeah. Um, and even errors of judgment are not necessarily errors of character. Yeah. 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 Um, I, got a master's degree and I really wanted to get into a PhD program. I didn't get in. Um, that was a disappointment because it was the second attempt at getting into a PhD program. Right. So 20 years separated. <clears throat> um, it felt pretty bad and I was pretty angry about it, but there's a silver lining. Mm-hmm. Um, I did an internship where I'm working now and the paying position came along and I got it. And nine weeks later, we shut down because of the pandemic. Right, so right. I avoided being first year in a PhD program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lockdown and, and, you know, the, the intense part of, you know, the first couple of years of the pandemic, you know, I mm-hmm. think I dodged a bullet there. Yeah, no, quite possibly. You know, the PhD was on my bucket list. I think I'm taking it off my bucket list. I I want it. I don't think I want it enough anymore. Yeah, no, I've, 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 I've changed things on my bucket list a couple times when I realized that maybe this isn't what I really want or need. Right. I don't, I don't subscribe to the, it happens for a reason thing, but I will try and find a positive spin for the things that I end up dealing with because it helps me. Um, But I don't, I don't believe that bad shit happens to people it just happens to people it's nothing right um, the universe doesn't have it in for people well well i mean it seems like it sometimes yeah there there are a couple people i can actually sort of maybe you know um (laughs) yeah um, what was the movie i was watching about the person who had the world's worst oh my god um bullet train bullet train on netflix um, about the the courier who, and it's Brad Pitt, who has the worst possible luck, and it leads to a moment where, you know, someone is explaining to him, no, I, all of this has been building towards this moment for you to be 
absolutely, you know, this is your time and your moment. And then it just sort of flowed from there. It was, Bullet Train is ridiculous. It is everything you kind of want out of a, a, an ensemble action movie with twisty, turny bits. Um, I need to make, I can't remember if I, I made Ursula watch it or not. I need to make sure. Sounds of that, like something it, I need to watch. It was, it was, yeah, I mean, plus Brad Pitt's character is such a sad sack through the whole thing, you know. Um, all right. And, and thinking of you dodged a bullet and getting the good job. Do you celebrate your successes? And if so, I, how? Yeah, I, I do. Maybe mm-hmm. not as well now. I mean, in the before times, I definitely go out to dinner, you know, or get a nice dessert. Now, since I'm not eating in restaurants, um, yeah. you know, I might make a nice meal at home. That's not quite as satisfying as having somebody else make it for me. But, or I might buy myself something I've been wanting and have been putting off. You know, I, I do spend some time reflecting on it and enjoying, well, just basking in the joy rather than just moving on from it right away. Right, right. And <laughs> <laughs> Hello, cat. Yeah, she was being helpful. Yeah, well, uh, Orange Cat has moved from the spot by the window to, again, the spot on my desk. And uh, Hobbs, not Hobbs, Shaw has has joined her in that. Yes. So, and this is why I turn my, often turn my keyboard off is because she's, you know, Orange Cat is using it as a pillow and I'm thankful she's not on the transmitter turning it off right now for the microphone. Well, that's good. The cat that just walked across my desk will often lie down here. Yes. Um, Also, um, since we don't really eat out anymore, DoorDash has been a godsend. Yeah. I know. Our, our door, our local DoorDash is regrettably broken. Ah, so we go pick up. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, but when, when it is not, when it is not occasionally broken, like there is a really good Mexican place that does amazing food that they will deliver or, you know, the local brewery, which does good pub food. Oh, nice. Yeah. We have a, a newish brewery nearby that has outdoor seating. So in the summer, and mm-hmm. the trucks come by. That's really nice. Yeah. Oh, my God. There was this amazing food truck that was doing Irish food, of all things, um, that comes through every so often. Yeah. Um, it was amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, look, it's beef and Guinness stew. And it is right on par with what we had in Dublin. So, okay, we're in. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a joy. Yeah. Um, cool. And that is all the questions. Well, okay, there's one, but all the all the official, official questions. Just just the new one, um, which is uh as 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 a listener, you know this. Um, new listeners don't know, know this, and that is that we're doing well, we're doing fine. As I just said, we're going to fucking Hawaii, right? Um, we aren't hurting. And if this changes, we will tell you. Um, so we ask all our guests for a charity to support because we don't need the money and we think it should go to someone who needs it more than we do. Um, do you have a charity for our people to support? I do. Okay. I do. It's a standard one for the show, Trans Lifeline. Yes. One of my most beloved people in my life is trans. Yes. 
Trans Lifeline. They do great work. They do. Um, support for the trans community by the trans community. And I think it is, uh, and it is so important. So, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Awesome sauce. Um, and I, I seem to recall you don't have anything to promote, but if people wanted to find you online, do you want to share that information? And uh, no is an acceptable answer. Yeah, I'll, I'll share. I just, I'm not that active anymore. I tend to. Yeah, no, I hear you. Rather than post. Um, I'm on Twitter as occasional echo. Yes, I know uh, that one. <laughs> I'm on Mastodon as occasional echo at wandering.shop. I haven't quite got the hang of Mastodon yet. But. You know, even the f- the fact that I've been running an instance since I want to say version one like when it was new and first released, I kind of haven't gotten the hang of it either. <laughs> or at least uh, it it hasn't taken the same place as Twitter did. Yeah. So I, mm-hmm. there's something about inter- the interactions that are not as intuitive. Yeah. Okay. I, I I I haven't given up on it. Um, I'm on Instagram as about to thunder. Uh, that's all words, not numbers. Okay. And I'm on post.news as occasional echo. Although that seems to have fizzled, but I like the interface. Yeah. I need to look at that one. It's, it's clean. It's very clean. Cool. So, Again, I, I hardly post. I, I'm much more likely to comment. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you're probably going to end up um, seeing, because I'm going to forget, but roughly about the same time that I'm doing the show notes is probably when you'll start to see follow requests from me. Because um, I do like to uh, follow my guests and see what's going on. Um, and uh, yeah, that is everything. Thank you. And I I want to thank you for your internet content. And um, if you would pass my gratitude on to Ursula for her writing um, her books. I love her books. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and, uh, like I said, for the people at home, since we're recording this about a month ahead of time, um, you should actually be able to get a house with good bones in stores now. those of us, you know, who are living in the past, uh, either have it on pre-order, or in my case, have five or six drafts on my Kindle, and only one of them is complete. <laughs> These are the perks of being a writer spouse. Um, it depends. Like the next Easton book, I believe, is finished and sent to the editor. So the follow-up to um, What Moves the Dead. But the last one I read was in that here's 20,000 words of coherent narrative and now here's spots with gaps and things because it's not done yet. Does this shame my ancestors? I haven't seen the finished product yet. So there's something it'll be for new, me. To- it'll be new-ish to you when it comes back fully. Um, no, actually, I'm probably going to make her send it to me before we get on the airplane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like I said, it's a park. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, and the dark fantasy that comes out, I guess it would be next spring. I'm not sure what the publishing schedule is. The one about the horse um, is, uh, I cannot wait to be able to start yeah, promoting that one. Yeah, I, I, have, I have many horses in my background. Too. Yes, the the one that if you remember on Twitter, I was literally, um, I literally got to one of the scenes and yelled out loud reflexively, "What the actual fuck!" Loud enough for her to hear it in the bedroom upstairs. So. Y'all are in for a treat when that one, and I will be promoting Living Daylights out of it because it's it's really good. Um, kind of like uh, the book Cass Caw just released, which I got the Mermaid book, which is um, oh so good, so so good. Um, anyway, anyway, that's that's that. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Um, and, uh, you know, in a year or two, if you want to come back, uh, if things have changed or whatever, we'll, uh, still be here. Um, I, I, I intend to do this one as long as I possibly can or until I just can't anymore. Sergey, did you just throw, you know, the plastic skull just fell down on its own. So that's new. Um, anyway, we, you know, uh, something changes or you want to talk again, just, just drop a note. We will be glad to have you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And, uh, and for the people at home, we will be right back after this. Okay. Uh, God, I had such a great time talking to Sarah. I hope I get to do it again. It was so much fun. Uh, and thank you, Sarah, so much for taking the time to appear on the show. Uh, and I look forward to hearing more from you on Twitter and all the places, even if it is uh, just, you know, comments. So, hey, that, that's awesome. It was great talking to you. All right. All that being said, um, we have a word. I have a word. Uh, this week. Our word is safe travel, all one word, S-A-F-E-T-R-A-V-E-L. Uh, I'm doing my best to travel safely, uh, and I have uh, several tools uh, that, that help me with that, both a CO2 like density meter and my flow mask, and you know, uh, making sure that uh, I am taking as few risks as possible when I'm actually, you know, not in my house, my yard, etc., etc. Um, yes, so that's that's our word for this week. And what do you do with that word? Well, you go to productivityalchemy.com. You look for the place that says activity code, and you type it in right there in the little box that says you know activity code. You click submit, and you get a badge. Ooh, it's shiny. It's neat. It's an open badge. So you get a badge, and it's pretty cool there too. And you can do all kinds of things with the badge. And we actually have on productivityalchemy.com a badge how-to that talks about what an open badge is, what you can do with it, how you can use it, things like that. 
they're really nifty. We have other nifty things on the website as well. We have uh, some biographical information about myself and my lovely wife, Ursula Vernon, my lovely uh, Wombat co-host. Um, we have a bunch of prior episodes with their show notes. You can listen to them. You can check out the links. You can look for guests, previous guests, all that sort of stuff. Uh, there's even a little bit that explains why uh, I started this thing in the first place. And it's uh, I'm 10 episodes away from 300 and uh, ending, wrapping up the sixth year. I am just uh, astounded at how awesome it has been. And, uh, you know, looking forward to the next year. The one thing there is on the website that you should not check out, though. I mean, it's it's really easy to miss because it's, it's right there with contact and this, that, and the other. Um, but there's a support button, a support page. Don't go there. We don't need the money. We're actually in really good shape. And while it has ways to support us on Ko-fi and Patreon, you know what? Don't. We don't need it. We're good. We would much rather you give your money to people who need it way more than we do. And um, at Sarah's recommendation, uh, one of the favorite charities we have to support uh, this week is Trans Lifeline. I'm especially um, enthusiastic about supporting it this week since I am in Florida and Florida is a hard place to be trans. Uh, it really is. And so uh, all the support you can give Trans Lifeline um, and, you know, if you want to go fund some activism and uh, work with the people who are trying to uh, prevent the terrible laws that are being put into place that discriminate specifically against trans people, like, go out, support that. Give them your money. Give Trans Lifeline your money. Don't give me money. I would much rather you spend it on, on people who need it more than I do. Um, that's it for this week, you know. Um, Y'all, you know, do your best. I should be home for next week's episode where we will catch up with Ursula and see what her last two weeks of productivity have looked like. Um, and uh, I have uh, all kinds of fun guests coming up in the next, like, month, month and a half. Like, I th think I have something like six interviews to do when I get home. It's pretty wicked cool. And I cannot wait to share some, well, share all of them with you. There are a couple I'm especially especially stoked to be able to share with you um, uh, over the course of the next uh, month, month and a half, uh, as we work our way to episode 300. Aww. Yeah, um, so that's that. Uh, I love you guys, and uh, everybody out there, do your best to uh, go out there and uh, stay productive. <laughs>